welcome to the Paint Red Quarterly Slush Pile. We're so happy that you've joined us. Um, our purpose is to uh, give you some transparency on the editorial process. So essentially, we're going to have an editorial meeting right here, right now, today, discussing three poems by James Grinwis. And um, you're just going to listen in. And then you can uh, please, please tell us how we did um, by sending us an email or slide into our DMs or whatever you'd like. Um, so <laughs> my name is Kathleen Volkmiller, and here I am in the um, studio at Drexel University on a rainy, miserable day in Philadelphia. But I am feeling better, better in the cozy studio with our fabulous sound engineer, Joe Zhang. Hey there. And back by demand. Tim Fitz. Woo! <laughs> Say hi, Tim. Hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say hello, slushies. Our, hello, hello, slushies. I thought he was going to say hi, Tim. <laughs> I, know, I was like, pretty close, but my dad, my dad puns have been getting out of hand. So to, <laughs> You're trying to restrain <laughs> yeah. times. Okay. Welcome back, Tim. We missed you. Yeah. Oh, I missed you guys. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to push, cajole him more frequently because um, right. he's been busy, but he can make it if he really tries. So he really tried, and here he that. is. And uh, let's stay in the States for a second. Hi, Jason. Hi. Um, I am coming to you from Brooklyn. And what else am I supposed to say? I feel like I've, I've suddenly, like, we haven't done this in two weeks. I've forgotten. No, there myself. might be, you know, it's raining in New York as well, I'm sure. It is raining in New York. I have a head cold coming on, but my husband is making sure that I take lots zinc so that hopefully i can shorten my duration yeah and yeah my don't take low and gravelly don't take lots why. of zinc take some zinc <laughs> how what can you like can you quantify here we go when yeah you can one zinc lozenge every four to six hours because too much builds up in your either liver or kidney gives you a sick oh, stomach okay yeah oh. you'll throw all the zinc up then you got to start over <laughs> <laughs> he means you'll throw up in the zinc. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm out of here. It's a, it's a terrible day in New York. It is it is raining and cold and dismal. Okay, well, I'm a, I just I eat vitamin C tablets like they're Tic Tacs all day when I have a cold and I drink tons and tons of water. Is that okay? That's 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 very good advice. Okay, I will do that as well. Marion, can you hear me? I, I can hear you. I can hear you from the ether way out here in Planet Sadiat. Um, Marion, can you planet hear Sadiat. me? Planet Abu Dhabi. Um, hi, everybody. It's uh, it's evening time here in Abu Dhabi, and there are clouds in the sky, which is totally Ooh. wild and beautiful. So it's not dismal, but it's blue. Like all the buildings are blue, and not like a bright blue, but like a grayish, weird, lovely, murky blue. Hmm. So I give you that to add to your morning images of rain and zinc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We appreciate those images. Let's see what images we have in these poems, shall we? 
Let's get there. Yes, let's do it. All right. I already don't want to read this first one because I don't want to pronounce that name in the first line, but I bet, you, I bet you Jason can. <laughs> Why don't you read the first one for us, Jason? Sure, I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brainscape. Our brains are made of marbles and a game is always going on inside our skulls. Carolyn Knox, our brains. Brainscape. Miroslav Rostropovich is eating an ice cream comb by the steps of the geniculum. It is February, but he's quite warm in his bare skin. This after absorbing the exhibition on the beach of shredded chum. A bull stands near a rickety fence, the hook through his nostril like a small bit of stick dangling from the claw of the backhoe, like the way a habit grows chronic, natural, enzymatic. Advil Media was targeting the 20-something crowd all season, and 20-somethings were scattered throughout the forums and avenues as if the world consisted only of 20-somethings. The occasional senior citizen slowly wending through them like a glimmering fish that had swallowed a gem. The construction of the cello building, anointed, be as like the planks of 17th century ships. It is all very 17th century. A chord that strikes again and again, soaks the nerve in muck. Thank you. I'm sorry. You, do you know it was? I I was fine with Miroslav Rostropovich and Janiculum, but ice cream cone tripped me up. I did notice yeah. that. I was like, I have to go. Ah. I was like, that's the hard one. Yeah, I think you said ice cream cone. <laughs> ice cream cone. Do you want me to do it again? <laughs> I want you to say ice cream cone again. Ice cream cone. <laughs> But wait, 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 honey, the, the last line, it soaks, soaks the nerve in murk. Oh, no, I got it wrong. Yes, it's murk, not yeah, muck. I'm but sorry. But I'm but actually, like, I'm glad we're talking about it, too, because my eye wants it to be muck, right? Yeah. But it's it's super fun to say, soaks the nerve in murk, which is just maybe a great way of talking about this poem. Like, these lines, yeah. like, are terrifying to the eye, in a yeah. way, yeah. right? And then they're super fun to put in your mouth. Not yeah. unlike an ice cream cone. <laughs> but they're not terrifying to look at. Ice cream cones are not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Slushies, as you know, we're going to be a little quiet for a little bit as we're contemplating this. We really do only read these poems quickly before we um, contact the authors and ask them for secondary permission to use them on the show. So... We're reading again. Some of us have not seen them at all. Usually only one or two of us have seen them. If that. So, okay. So the epigraph is from the poet Caroline Knox, right? And I have to say, I would have to Google Miroslav Rostropovich. Like is I, and I did a, you know, quick, quick, quick search. Cellist. Do, does anybody know who that is? I mean, I did the same thing. He's a okay. Russian cellist from okay. the Soviet Union. Eating, eating, eating an ice cream cone by the steps of the geniculum. That's the hill in Rome, right? Yeah. It is February, but he's quite warm in his bare skin. Help me with bare skin. Like, is that a coat? Must be, right? Um, but it's a weird description of a coat. It sure. makes me think it's like, you know, <laughs> a caveman dog. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that like a lot, because at first I was sort of expecting it to, like I, I sort of thought when I Googled, I was going to find, you know, like this 
you know, seminal exhibition where, you know, David Judd had a giant chum on the beach exhibition. And I, and I don't right. think it is. I mean, I think it's, it's much more, um, uh, fantastic. Like, I think that it's, it's playing with a lot of things. Like I'm, I'm not, I, 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 I sort of, I, at first I was kind of trying to read it as something that was like related to something real that had happened. And I think the bare yeah, skin yeah. is sort of like the first signal to just kind of like enjoy it. Like this is a little absurdist. This uh-huh. is a little surreal. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. And the cello building, like I, that I do, maybe I am like in a fantastical place because I see a building like truly shaped like a, t- a cello. Like it might be in a cartoon, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, although yeah. I don't think that exists in reality. <laughs> Well, brainscape. So maybe it is imaginations, right? What's Advil Media? Does it mean? I think that's part of the joke too, right? It's like like branded media, right? It was targeting the twenty okay. something crowd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was thinking specifically about Advil as well. Though. Like, do they really mean? You know, Advil, the medicine company, doesn't have its own media company, but it might have a media department. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, why Advil? You know, and I I love the description of the um, older person, like a glimmering yes. fish that had swallowed a gem. I wonder how much Advil is consumed by twenty somethings versus like forty or fifty somethings, because it seems like twenties twenties is when things first start to hurt, and so you think it's a problem, and then by their forties and fifties, you think, I mean, this is just how things are. You know, and so you just deal with it or you you're dead or you deal with it. I think, you know, you know what I think about that all the time. Sometimes something will hurt and I'll go, is this a thing? Yeah. Or, you know, or yeah. yeah. Like, will this now hurt forever? Yeah. You can usually you can, if you can't run it out, it's hurting forever. But usually you can all just right. work it out. Yeah. Right. But, I, but I, what, I'll, what I'll say about the poem is that I thought like when I tried to read it as like this is referencing real things that I should know about, I didn't really enjoy it that much. And when I read it as something that was sort of like floating through this ether of referentiality and fantasy and kind of surrealism, I really enjoyed the poem. Mm-hmm. And exactly, exactly. Like the minute it becomes detached from like these real reference, like it's much it's just enjoyable and sly and um. I love that line. It's all very 17th century. Isn't that a great line? Yeah, that is a great line. <laughs> that is really it's all very point. 17th century. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I just, you know, side note slushies, we were just talking about, you you know, not to OD on zinc. I would also advise you not to take too much Advil or Aleve. Like definitely stick with what the package says because, uh, as someone with a permanent pain in her left leg, I might have accidentally taken far too many over-the-counter pain meds recently, and it's not fun. What did? Yeah. What happened? Well, I thought it was the flu. I was like, "What is? Oh why God. did that hurt worse?" And then I was like, reading the packages, you're supposed to take like, you know, maximum three pills a day. I think it was taking three. At a time, thrice a day. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You're, you're yeah, so lucky. that might have been a mistake. So, note to self: no, none of that. <laughs> well, my husband, yeah. um, who's a poet and a publisher, but also a medical writer, um, mm. was you know saying that a lot of people really damage their. Do you damage your liver or your kidney through the Tylenol? I say l- liver. liver. The people are. I think it's liver. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Over over four thousand milligrams of um, 
ibuprofen a day can like acetaminophen can like can damage your liver. Yeah. Uh, can liquefy yeah. your liver. Public cool. service announcement slushies. Uh, oh, and, and I know, like, sure. isn't it a terrible? Yeah. And, the way and he alcohol speeds that up, right? What does? Alcohol speeds that up. You don't want to ever mix. So if you're doing that as a hangover cure. That's not a smart thing. No. I mean, yeah. Advil sucks. Dear 20 somethings. Yeah. Dear 20 something. Dear 20 something slushies. <laughs> right. If you're we fine. encourage you to read this poem and stay away from painkillers. <laughs> if you're a drinker, dear listener, take naproxen soon. Wait, yeah, what is this? I'm, no I'm going to guess at the Venn diagram of people who drink heavily and slushies and poetry <laughs> editors. Like that's a big area in the middle. Okay, but we have to all look into <laughs> naproxen sodium. It's just been recommended by Joe. Okay, naproxen right. sodium. That's, that's the Aleve version of things. Oh, yes. yes. So now, back anyway, to the poem, back to the poem. <laughs> I do. As Kathy mentioned that uh, that image of the senior citizens wending through them like a glimmering fish that yeah. swallowed a gem has makes me happy to. I be really enjoy that near, image. Near the arthritic. <laughs> really great. I feel like this poem is designed to get the reader off topic, <laughs> and, and I feel like that's what I really like about any poem. Anything that gets me off topic and gets me daydreaming into my. You know, well, in you know, my little space. Right. No, I agree. I, I mean, the bull is cartoonish for me, too, even though there's no real he doesn't nothing about him is uh, extreme. But just because it doesn't make sense where we are. I don't know where we are. All the, yeah. you know, yeah. this building and the 20 somethings and the dude with his ice cream cone and there's a bull by the fence. Where the heck are we? I. I mean, it's funny because I I kind of imagined it in um, the geniculum, like kind of in Rome and then kind of being on the beach. But I, is there even a beach? No, no. In, well, I feel no. like it's a plaza, like a yeah. European plaza. Yeah. Right. Um, well, it, you know, it, it, it moves you through these different it, through these different scenarios. Like you're sort of you, it, you feel yourself in these different places. Mm hmm. Right. OK, so. But can, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Clarify that though. Like you don't know where you are, but do you do you hate that? Love that? Does it bother you? Or is that is that part of the joy of of the getting off topic? I think it's the brainscape, right? If you look at that yeah. epigraph again, you know the our brains are made of marbles, and a game is always going on inside our skulls. So this is the way our brains rattle around. Thing, 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 thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. What you're noticing, what you're not noticing. Man, I, I am I am writing an essay about things I saw on the L last week in Philadelphia. It's going pretty well. <laughs> and I wish I could tell you all about it. But this poem reminds me of it because it was like, you know, Mary, you know, you always talk about like a. Like like a bird looks at the glittery thing, you know what I mean? I was just like seeing this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing, like all over. But there were some really horrible things happening, too. And it was the juxtaposition of the horrible things alongside the glittery things was fascinating. Mm. Anyhow, well, what I was going to say about location in the poem is that actually like it's not one location that over and over, like I feel, I feel that plaza with all the 20 somethings kind of gathering in the senior citizen. But I also feel like the the ice cream cone and the steps of the geniculum, the beach. Like I feel sort of grounded in each one of the locations 
the bull by the rickety fence. But um, like it's sort of like a, it sort of moves you through these series of stock locations, even though um, they couldn't all be in one place. And I kind of like that movement. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to. I was looking for yuck, and we have shredded chum and murk. Yeah. That's the. I was saying if where there is any yuck, we're avoiding in our trip here. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see. So we we do have two more by James Grinwis. Do we want to vote or we? We can vote. We talked out. Let's do it. We're done? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. One, two, three, vote. Joe, you're going to have to vote today because we're an even number. No, we're odd. <laughs> it's an odd number. Right? How? Oh, no. Never mind. We're <laughs> and we're unanimously in. Woohoo! Thank Woo-hoo. you, James Greenwich. I'll tie break. Yay for Brainscape. All right. Who wants to read the next one? I'll do it if uh, Joe, can you make it bigger though? Way, way. Like when we first sat down. Yeah. Oh, you guys missed it. You just had a perfect, that's what she said moment. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn can we keep it. record it and we'll put it in later? I count on you. Can we like edit it and that's what she things. said? I count on you. Okay. This is James Grinwis. Poem Spokeland. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and editor, can we? <laughs> All right, one more time. Spokeland, a barn in a dark field surrounded by a few girls, a sheaf of old love notes inside a Hyundai Prius itself opens. Oops. It can go like that, or it can remain, get bored, naked, a mad nude. After the marathon, there is beer week, and then there is hurt week. Beyond that, a lost dog digging a burrow under the old shed to escape the sneeze ghosts and wolves. To go on like this is sort of like intruding, like eavesdropping in a crowded place, someone crying, a nosebleed. It has happened to a friend of mine, but a woman in sexy hot pants has never come over to me and said, I want you to date me. It used to be it was always snowing, but not anymore. It may hardly be snowing at all. Nicely read. And seen. (laughs) And seen. Sneeze ghosts. Sneeze ghosts. Sneeze ghosts. (laughs) Wow. Sneeze ghosts are amazing. Sneeze ghosts. I'm a yes. Done. Can we vote now? I've been talking to my students about confirmation bias and mm-hmm. the example, I, you know, there's lots of things we talk about, but the thing I used about myself is ghosts. I'm like, I don't care what evidence you're ever going to give me. I believe in ghosts. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, fuck. Yes. Jason, how long have you known me? And you don't know this. 
I don't know that's, this. This, that? Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're going to maybe have to have a drink in San Antonio. Well, you, you know, you know, my, you know, my problem. <laughs> which, There's only which is, one. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that one of my problems is that I don't believe in ghosts, but I was haunted. Oh, gosh. Hey. We're going to have such a great conversation. And it's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, well, OK. OK. So, so. yeah, I, let's let's talk about this, because um, this one, this one, I think, stays kind of in, in the same location. This one is much more grounded mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of sort of like a single image system, um, a single location, a kind of single set of characters. And I love the what? ending. It used to be it was yeah. always snowing, but oh. not anymore. It may hardly be snowing at all. Although I did want a line break. I would have liked, I would have, I would have cut a line somewhere and it used to be always snowing, but not anymore. Uh Yeah. No, but you know what? What I love about that too is the rhythmic quality, the sort of like um, the pulsing list Mm -hmm. the poet has there. Um, You can see it at the end and it's all the way through, right? So if you go to, um, you know, there's marathon week, beer week, and then there's hurt week, right? So there's your list. And then beyond that, the lost dog digging a burrow, right? Then sneeze, ghost, then wolves. So you've got this like sort of like um, accumulating list, uh-huh. but it's like non sequitur accumulation that is yeah. beautifully done, right? Like the crowded place, someone crying, a nosebleed. And you're like, wait, what? And then you're like, but of course, like, of course this list gets at expressing this this thing that the poet is after. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love the double negation, the negation, and that's then a penultimate stands is awesome. <laughs> it's happened to a friend of mine, but not me. Is brilliant. Yeah. And what a thing yeah. to happen! Like, how many people has that happened to? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what exactly are that? Do you remind me what hot pants are. Very short hot shorts. Super short shorts. <laughs> the very short shorts. Okay. We wear short shorts. Those were hot right, pants. The, the hot. Uh, right. The Nair commercial. Yep, yep. Yeah. But but like spandex short shorts. I don't know if they're always hot pants or spandex. Are they? Are they though, Jim? (laughs) 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 I think sometimes they are sequined, sometimes they are leather, sometimes they are on top of spandex. I think there are many leather hot pants. Back me up, Marion. Back me up. <laughs> no, when they're, when they're denim, the they're Daisy Dukes. I the hot pants. When they're denim, uh, they're Daisy Dukes. Would Dukes. that be the hot pants, sir? I the hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that voice was Jason. I was looking somewhere else. Anyway, oh I love that stanza. Um, uh, this one is like the other one in that it's like a random collection of things, right? Um, but I agree with we're we're not placed. That's why it feels in one place. We don't really have no. right. I guess we start in a dark field, uh, but then with you know, Marion the the stanza you uh, said the the one with after the marathon. There's beer week and then there's hurt week. Mm-hmm. Of course, you think. I mean, it, view, uh, listeners, you must go to the pbqmag.org and check out this poem on the page, because these, these line choices that he makes too, of course you think you're going to get another week, but instead you get, you get this longish phrase about the lost dog and then the sneeze ghost and wolves, you know, it's just so wonderfully all over the place. 
Yeah. And I think that's it wonderfully. It's artfully all over the place. It's not like, you know, just a random splatter of things. Um, right. It's, and I think that's part of what makes this feel so, uh, um, weirdly, wonderfully crafted, right? Like it's a pleasure to, to follow the penny drop, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Let's, I mean, we're, we're being so complimentary. Is there anything, do we feel that these crazy lines add mm-hmm. or detract? Jason, you actually said, I wish it was different in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I want, I want like another line break. I wasn't as, as in love with the, the hot pants stanza as everyone else was, but I do really enjoy the last line. And I actually like, um, at first I was sort of a little, I, I sort of missed the all over the placeness of the previous poem, but I, I think I'm, I'm coming around I'm I'm sort of enjoying the groundedness of this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not crazy about that stanza either. And I'm not crazy about the first line just seems kind of a little lazier than the rest of it. The rest of it is so non sequiturish and there's such hard turns and sharp notes. And the first one is a little bit, you know, dark field by a few girls. It's a little vague. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it, but it doesn't do to me what the others do. Cause the others like really put me in some other place. Like I get transported in this uh, poet's images. Mm-hmm. That those don't transport me, and I don't believe the hot pants one. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't. I'm not mm-hmm. there. Why? Because it's never happened to you, Tim. It just seems. Okay. I, no, it just seems like it's not. I don't know. It's not as interesting <laughs> as the other ones. It could be. <laughs> well, I think I, I'm with Marion about the way he says it. This happened to a friend of mine. Like it makes no sense. Why is he telling us this now? Right. And it happened to a friend of mine, but never to me. Like I like, well, to, like it, it feels like the fantasy, right? That like, like there's a fantasy right. that someone in hot pants will come over and ask to date you. Mm-hmm. No, and this I lucky won't. person like had the dream sort of come true. But. There's something different in the phrase though, Jason, of, I want you to date me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I walk, if you walk up to somebody and say, I want to date you, that's different than right. I want you to date me. Right. No, you're right. You're different right. about that phrasing. But anyway, sneeze ghosts. I like the sneeze ghosts. <laughs> no, and that's wolves. amazing. Sneeze ghosts. And sneeze ghosts open for the flaming lips. <laughs> Joe, I don't ever know to whether or not to believe you. Never believe me. I was, I was thinking about the there's you know like the the French word for dusk is the hour between dog and wolf. Oh, and like oh, nice. right, which is really beautiful. But there was like this moment in time when like after a couple people had written poems about like the hour between dog and wolf, suddenly everyone had it in a poem. Right, right. and then it was just like oh come on, it was like Bougainvillea, like just stop it. It's <laughs> um, like I don't know. There's something about sneeze ghosts and wolves that kind of like evokes that because everyone's writing about wolves right now. I mean, like everyone, like wolves are all over poems. Um, I, I have a sequence about wolves myself, but um, yeah, like there's something really nice about the way that that wolf was showing up with the sneeze ghost to kind of reinvigorate that image. Uh-huh. I think uh, the title of this episode should be "It's Like Bougainvillea." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you, is, is that like, do, do people still use the word bougainvillea like to be, it's like a murder of crows. Like, you oh, know, like your yeah, workshop no, no, finds no. out about the murder of crows, but you're like, just stop. No, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I think we see that at, at many of our editorial meetings, we see bougainvillea. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, um, so. Not even that pretty of a plant. What, how <laughs> I mean, about Spokeland? Can anybody speak to Spokeland? What is that about? That didn't really make sense to me. Like, yeah. like, I like it. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Just going to accept it. Not question it. <gasps> and look at that. It's a poem without an epigraph. Well, that's what? the uh, Spokeland. That's he's eavesdropping in a crowd. So it's all just the well, stuff you're you hearing. Go. Yeah. He goes, he goes, it's like eavesdropping. Yeah. This random. That's what the poem's like. Right. Why is, yeah. why is Prius a lowercase? It's prize. Oh, oh, because <laughs> <laughs> it's not Prius. Right, it's a Honda because Prize. Not, yeah. uh, it's a, that's yeah. what the Honda's doing. Or right. sorry, the Hyundai. Yeah. It prizes itself yeah. open. Well, the it's Hyundai, not the like new model, Sunday. the Honda I Prize. I screwed that up. Why do you guys fix that? <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a Toyota Prius. Honda inside a Hyundai, prize itself open. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oops. Yeah. Oops. It can remake. It, it, it in this, it used to be, it, yeah, just life. A mad nude. It's fun. I think it's. There are a lot of it's. A lot of it's. It happened to a friend of mine. It may hardly be snowing. <laughs> Jason, does it bother you? No. If they don't bother you, um, they don't bother me. No. Pinky I'm, swear? I'm, I'm sort of, yeah. I, I forget what you call that in grammar, where you have like this, it's, there's a name for it, like in, in Spanish when it's like. Um, Too many it's. <laughs> That's the or, name for yeah. it. No, but, but it doesn't refer to anything. Like, like it's, it's, there are these, there are these linguistic structures where you have this pronoun that has no antecedent. Like it is raining. Like there's yeah. no it. Like I mean, there's no. Oh right. Right. Like, like usually. What is the know, it referring to? Do you want the coffee? Sure, I'd like it. You know. Do you want? Yeah. Um. You know. Like usually pronouns have antecedents, and there's this particular linguistic structure where, um, in order to describe just something in the world, you you can have a pronoun without an antecedent, and so it can go like like that, or it can remain. I sort of liked playing with that. That that didn't bother me. I was I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. It has happened to a friend of mine. I mean, and then, and then you actually get to the what the it is, but where like earlier, like it can go like that. Like, sure. I, I like, I like the playing with that. All right, kiddos. Time to vote. Vote it up. Yeah. Let's vote it up. We ready? Yeah. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh. Oh dear. Sorry, James. Sneeze ghost. <laughs> and it's in, and it's unanimous as well. All right, James Grimmis, you're you're uh, doing great, and we're so grateful. Um, all right, Marion, I think you got to do the next. All right. You've been so, strong and steady. No chance of a rapture. We got you. All right. 
Hey, all right. Everybody should link arms, right? And like light candles and hope that I don't get raptured. Ready? Photography. We're writing with sunlight. The dinner, subtle. The conversation, witty. A few stranded grains. I sat on the outskirts of the table, wayward-like, and unintimately tied. I'm sorry. Let me try that one more time. Sorry, James Grinwitz. The dinner, subtle. The conversation, witty. A few stranded grains. I sat on the outskirts of the table, wayward-like, unintimately tied to the events being created. Sal was sculpting her future with contemplation, like one painting fused to another painting. The park bench she placed in an autumn pool, the architecture in a suit of summer variety. Paul had hewn a moment to come, like a bibliophile rearranging a shelf, an analyst seizing a book as a problem to be solved, a track champion smoking behind the gym, setting the Toyota Corolla in a duration of calm before it had time to crash into the cluster of small farm animals. Miranda and her sweetness had scrubbed the cafeteria of quiet clocks into a cushion of warmth before releasing the people and emptying the clouds of their snow. Culpepper's herbal jutted from the table like a frozen chunk. Take Talon, Oslo, and pee and do something with them, she said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, listeners, while, while they think, I will tell you that this is unlike the others in that it's one stanza. It also has many wide lines. But it's it's a chunk. It is a chunk itself. It's a chunk. I mean, this sort of felt like a little more um, actively surreal. Like this was more like a narrative where you're following the. Oh yeah. Very different than the others. But also, also filled with randomness, right? Yeah. Even though we're in one space. For me, the the active surrealness of it makes it a little less fun. I mean, I, I obviously I love the Toyota Corolla crashing into the cluster of small farm animals. <laughs> I probably would like that two lines to be the poem, but I, I first, you know, having this just too much grounding, the other ones, it's like, you're just heading in the other direction. It's like a grenade of in- images. It's just shooting everywhere. And here it's like watching the grenade blow mm-hmm. up in reverse and it's mm-hmm. doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, it was like it was too tethered. I couldn't sort of like go out off on all of the tangents in the same way. But I in the in the belly of the poem, it, it feels as if right each of these characters is dream. It's like the the poem is trying to catch them dreaming of a moment before a moment, right? Like it's it's the it's the Corolla before it has time to crash, right? Or you know, um, rearranging a shelf, right. In, in anticipation of solving something. Right. So it's like these little before moments that that's Mm -hmm. interesting to me, but I think the thing I have trouble with is like the, you know, to borrow a word, we've been using the groundedness of the opening. Right. Um, 
it, the dinner is subtle. The conversation we feels like, like a little, like, um, so straightforward that I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, somehow less interested because it is so clear. And then the spiral out from there. Yeah. It telegraphs but I do have the cold pepper. The cold pepper at the end is great, right? Like a big chunk of a book and then the assignment, right? Like take these and do something with them. Right. Mm-hmm. It was really super cool. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was okay that we were at a dinner table, especially because the speaker was unintimately tied to the events being created. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I, I then I am asked to do a lot of work to understand each of these uh, characters and what their actions mean or signify or, you know, we have Sal and Paul yeah. and Miranda all doing these things that they can't really be doing at a dinner table, you know, and I'm just I have to work real hard and I don't know if I want to. Yeah, that line I sat on the outskirts of the table where we're like unintimately tied to the events being created. For me, that changes the poem to caring about that individual and their experience when I do not at all. The speaker. Yeah. Yeah, because then, but then we're the, not with the speaker any longer. You know, then we don't, we go off on those tangents and yeah. we never hear from the speaker again. Yeah, I mean, the, the tangents are interesting, but not the speaker's experience. I want my experience. Well, I don't know if I feel that way, but I just don't like I was anticipating being with the speaker, trying Mm. to figure this out with that speaker. And you said you don't care about the speaker. We don't get a chance to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe if we had a chance to, I would then care. Right. You know, so I'm just tapping out before you're tapping out. (laughs) But, but, But certainly there's a lot of moments there that are interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Photography or writing with sunlight. What do you make of that title? Well, I love it. I actually really love it I, because the photography could be seen as writing with light, right? Writing with sunlight. But <coughs> hey, why don't you take some zinc there, Jason? Um, I don't want to take too much zinc. <laughs> Just balance it out with Advil. Apple cider vinegar tea. I didn't know it was in your chest. Now I know. Apple cider vinegar tea, sir. Mm It's bad for your teeth. Not too bad. If you do it when you have a cold, it's good for your lungs. All right. I think, hang on a minute. Like that that title does remind me of something here, isn't it? Um, Oh, Birth of a Nation. Like early. Oh, uh, history written with lightning. Right, 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 right. No, I, yeah. But that's got nothing to do with this other than the, the closeness yeah, I don't think so. right, of, the, yeah. of the image, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, it's interesting. I mean, it's so many of the same tools um, as the other mm-hmm. two poems, but this one just me a little bit flatter and also this is one of those things where the poet is now competing with himself <laughs> we're now right 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 yeah we're doing right we're now right. holding the poet to like do we like this as much as we liked you last time right <clears throat> and which is always which is always a little you know hard yeah you've raised your own bar 
Yeah, that's a good problem for a writer to have. I feel like <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, yeah, but I'm. <clears throat> I think we're all still saying why the same is because in some ways he's trying to execute the same thing, but this time it doesn't work. I think if we saw this alone, we would feel the same way, right? It's still going to be. Yeah, that's what was so nice about the other poems is the risk. You right. know, we don't, yeah. we're not, half of our brain isn't sure why we like it. We just do. And when you do that, it's one millimeter from failing. That's a great space you know what, to, to end that up That is with. a perfect description. And it's risk, right? There's something less risky about anchoring this, right, in this, like, scene, right? Um, so for me, it doesn't have that same, like, threat of discombobulation, right? And failure that the other, the other one does. And the other one just feels way more sort of like whimsical and, um, and risky. So I, I've like, it feels, um, more satisfying, right. And the others, but there are, you know, to the defense of this one, there are some great images in here, but the project doesn't feel as, as risky. Hmm. Well, we're not as clicked in, yeah. Vote time. Yeah. Voting time. Voting time. Yes, I believe it is. The three of us say it's voting time. Let's do it. One. All right, sneeze ghosts. Here we go. One, two, three. Vote. Okay, I think there's very little dramatic tension to tell you that it didn't get in. So two out of three. Woohoo! Oh, James Greenwest. Oh, thank Way you so go, much, James Greenwest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Psych to see the films. Yeah. Yay, PBQ. Yay, Yay James Greenwest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Everybody just went, every the air just got sucked out of everybody. Did you hear that? <laughs> we're so happy when it's a yes, but um, but but James, and we're thrilled to have the other two. So um, anybody have anything else they have to say? Um, or would like to say? Welcome back, Tim Fitz. Welcome Jeez, back, Tim. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Recover soon. Recover soon, Marion. Recover soon, Jason. I, I would also, I just want to get this off my chest. Yeah. I would like all the people out there selling coffee in the world to just <laughs> keep it simple. To just don't try to make it too strong or doll it up. Just make the coffee like it's supposed to be made. I feel like every time I go get a cup of coffee, when it's good, it's completely random. There's like no, like the coffee you truck. You go to the fruit, the I do. fruit cup. I'm drinking oh, a cup of coffee good. truck right now. Don't you like it? I love it. I but, love this But coffee. then when, you, when you're in a jam and you have to pay $3 for a cup of coffee, it's always terrible. And I just think just put the right amount in there and mm -hmm. put hot water through it mm -hmm. and everything's going to be fine. So, um, so I did this healing, healing through writing workshop at Nick Virgilio house on the weekend. And we were talking about gratitude journaling and, you know, it was joshing, but not really joshing. When I said, if you guys saw how often coffee is written in my gratitude journal, he would laugh. <laughs> I think it gets its own line every day, right? And they're cracking up and they're like, how much coffee do you drink? And I said, two cups, two cups a day before 11 a.m. Like, I'm not a freak about coffee, but I love it so much. 
And I agree <laughs> with Jim that you should just have some coffee, man. Why, you know, coffee is delicious. Yeah. Just, but make Period. it simple. Period. Right. <laughs> There's a coffee shop in the in the first floor of my this apartment building we're in, and they do the most amazing pastries. So I had a, a chocolate croissant the other day, and not only is it freshly made, but somebody got really enthusiastic about chocolate and slathered the top of it with a layer of chocolate icing. <laughs> wow. It was the most, you know, brilliant add-on croissant I, I, ever. I can see you saw that in the case. And layer. I'm Good. really glad that you just went with your instinct. Your instinct said, I need that croissant. And you have like, it. Honestly, it was like, it was inventive, an inventive use of Nutella. <laughs> yes, you just went Is there croissant. anything Nutella can't make better? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the title of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was our what was our previous title? It's like Bougainvillea. Um, <laughs> it's like Bougainvillea. Like um, or what are hot pants? <laughs> Can we just go with sneeze ghosts? Sneeze ghosts. Oh, yeah. hot pants and sneeze ghosts. Hot pants and sneeze ghosts. I think that's the title. Okay, that's yeah. it. Well, fine. Good working with you. All right. All right. Well, love to all slushies. Let us know um, how you're feeling, how you're feeling about us, how you're feeling about life in general, how much you love coffee, all the things. And chocolate croissants. And what, love? And chocolate croissants. And chocolate croissants. Yeah. Uh, love and chocolate croissants to you all. Keep reading. Dig that crazy chick. Stay put. Everybody stay put a second. Okay. Please, please, please. Marion, I have a little note, a couple notes here. Um, please try to get Alicia Askinese up next because she's driving so me up the freaking Kathy, wall. She's been up. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I don't know why she keeps asking because Alicia Askinese is up. As like of when? A month ago. Uh, can you, can you, if you can stay on the line. Okay. Go, go to your next point. Stay on the line and I'll give you that information. Okay. Um, I have to say this in front of Joe as well. So Ian Mellonby, um, who you guys know, meaning Jason and Marion, uh, owns Old City Publishers. He's sending out PBQs for us. Um, he had a poster made for us and sent that out as well. And he said that he will not charge us for shipping if we promote Wilbur Records, his new label. On the podcast a few times. So, um, Joe, he's going to be sending me some audio clips and we're going to choose a couple that will like maybe fade out on her. Joe's been having such a great time fading out. Can we talk real briefly? Like we have that signature opening with the drums that is Joe's band. Right. And I just made it in garage band. He made it in garage band. Oh, then you don't really care about it. All right. Then what, what, I don't know what to do y'all. We have that signature. It's been three years. We're going to, we're hitting our three year anniversary, right? March 27th. 
Oh, wow. So we'll be beginning our fourth year and we've had the same bumper, which is that drums the whole time. Uh, and Joe has been doing a terrific job of putting us on, putting on some funny thing at the end. He's been fading us out with some reference we've made during the show. Right. So where and how can we put in these clips? Um, he's promoting this, this man, his name is A.M. Mills. And um, he's actually going to play on my porch at Porch Fest this year. As well, as well as Ian's band. Um, but he's his first album with a new record with a new record label. And I don't know where we're going to put the clip. So he sent me I mean, he's going to send me like a file of of uh, what am I trying to say? Non. What is what the fuck? What is the word for when there's no singer? Instrumental. Like he has a whole, yeah, instrumental portions of songs that 